You are now listening to Kindred Spirits Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome into Kindred Spirits here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, breaking down Washington Spirit. We just got done talking DC, and now we're going to talk about a team that is sitting in first, or sitting in second place, uh, having a laugh as they speak. Uh, but uh, didn't have that great of a game against in Portland. Uh, but still, well, five into a human. They ran into a human buzzsaw uh, <laughs> that hopefully will light uh, the World Cup on fire, or should light the World Cup on fire. Yeah, we'll 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 get in. We'll certainly get into that game and talking about that first. John, how you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? Hope it was good. It was pretty good. I can't really complain. Uh, I think that this game. I was I was really excited about this game that we're going to talk about because it's the last one with the. Mm-hmm. The national team players, but I am too old <laughs> for a ten o'clock start. I don't care what day of the week it is; it could be any. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm awake, right? I'm not asleep, but I don't like it. Too, I don't like it. <laughs> nine nine p.m. starts if we're gonna go west coast. Make it early out there. Make it their problem. Yeah, that's what I have to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it was a, was a Friday night, so I'm not sure you can't play a game at three o'clock on a Friday. I know it's. it's I think you can. <laughs> I think you. I think make it an afternoon delight for for. Well, it would be it would be a six o'clock start for them. Yeah. Well. Well, I think you're wishful. I'm gonna. Thing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This is gonna be my newsletter. If you want to subscribe <laughs> to my new newsletter, that is the no 10 p.m. starts. On uh, any night, let, let me know. Well, well, the game was at 10:30, and uh, unfortunately, like you said. Uh, Things did not start well for the team. Um, a wonderful sort of goal from Sophie Smith. She ended up with a hat trick to close out the game. Um, just a, an absolutely unbelievable performance from her. I believe I believe the, the thing I took away most from this game was I think looking at the XG stat and uh, Portland was at like 1.09 XG um, from some, some, of the, some, of, some of the analytics and they the spirit ended up giving up four goals. So, and three of those came from Sophie Smith. So Sophie, Sophie, Sophia Smith, absolutely decimating her XG. Um, I'm sure that is a huge, I think that's what goals added does. I think she's got a huge goals added after this game. Um, I mean, she was just, I mean, really she was just on another level and there was literally nothing that I think DC could have really, I mean, you know, Washington could have really done in this game. Other than just try to foul her out of the game, yeah. which was not apparently that was not apparently the plan because she was, uh, every goal that she scored, she attracted a crowd. It wasn't like she was open. Uh, maybe one of those goals, she was she was maybe a little bit more open than otherwise. But she was a she was a threat. And also, uh, you know, she had three goals, but how many shots did she have? She had six shots, created three chances on her own. Uh, four of her five shots were on frame, and three of them were goals. So uh, she was. It just wasn't fair. It was like a it was like a Michael Vick in uh, Madden ninety eight night situation. Like she could not be stopped. No player could lay a finger on her. The spirit tried to keep it close uh, at certain times, but it just, it just wasn't happening. This was a team. Like I, I was excited because like, Oh, we've still got our players, but uh, that didn't matter as much as theirs. It didn't <laughs> matter as much as the players that they were going to lose. And, and we'll see They're They're going to have a lot of missing players coming up. Obviously. I think Christian Sinclair is still on the world cup roster. Um, you know, obviously Sophia Smith will be gone. Will be, I think the next, the return leg, I believe this game will happen closer mid July or something like that. Um, if I'm not Crystal Dunn also leaving too, as yes, well. Yes, Crystal Dunn also leaving. So they're going to be without, they're going to be awesome stars. So I think it's going to be interesting to see in the return game in DC, which team is the one that's going to actually, uh, is going to, is going to have the depth that maybe can carry the day. 
Um, and maybe Hatch Hattrick, I'm calling for that game. <laughs> Hatch, is gonna, Hatch is gonna share up. But I mean, I, I still think regardless of the score, this was a game that really felt like two of the best teams in the league right now, um, mm-hmm. by far. Um, obviously, so- Sophia Smith was excellent in this game, uh, but the Spirits still had their moments and they still had a lot of um, a lot of great moments. I would say they produced they produced the better chances that I think the XG shows that in what they did. And and I think they were just unfortunate in some cases, they were pretty close to their XG, uh, which shows that they sort of matched what they did in this game. Um, I would say uh, if you're talking about, if you, you know, you do the, the hockey three stars of the game, obviously Sophia Smith is the third star. I think the second star is Ashley Sanchez, who is rounding into form. Um, unfortunately for Good the time. spirit right before she leaves for a month, right. <laughs> but uh, she, uh, I thought was excellent in this game. Very creative. Uh, just the, her ability, you know, I, and I think I tweeted this out. Uh, you know, I, I, Pablo Mara liked to raved about Lucho when his time at DC about how he was a guy, you know, you might be showing up to watch, um, you know, Trendy Rodman, you might be showing up to watch, you know, uh, Ali Krieger or some of the other like national team stars that, you know, uh, but I think many people, you might, you might leave this, uh, you might leave this game. And talk about how much how good Ashley Sanchez is because she, her her touch, her dribbling ability, her ability to make space for herself. Um, I am projecting that she will have a big big World Cup um, this year. I think I think she is she is a player I'm I'm, I'm going to be most interested to see, um, and I'll be curious to see how much time she gets as well. Yeah, that that's the key. And I well, I want to talk about the national team situation sort of after this. We won't talk much more about this mm-hmm. because it was it was basically the Sophia Smith show and and, and a Washington defense that. Could not keep up with her. Uh, could not figure out a way to mark her out of the game. Uh, I looked. At, I was just looking at FootMob. Sort of the. Just I wanted to see the scores. Uh, the back line. Uh, Dorian Bailey had, had the highest at a six point four, and Gabby or Tara McKeown had a five point three. I, I'm Tara McKeown had, played a back pass that uh, caused one of Sophia Smith's goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was never going to help. And Aubrey Bledsoe with a 4.8 on her last game before she goes to uh, to uh, to the World Cup. So not what she'd want, not not the taste she'd want to leave in the mouth of fans. But this is, you know, this can happen. Uh, Chloe Ricketts comes on, plays 30 minutes on the road uh, against the best team in the league. I think that's good experience regardless of what sort of happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to be playing, I think, a lot more with Ashley Sanchez out. I bet she plugs right into that role. It's also possible. I'm very curious sort of what Mark Parsons plan is in that time period. If there's going to be a formation switch, mm-hmm. if there's going to be anything. So let's talk, let's talk national team. Unless you, did you have well, I mean, I think, I think we do maybe owe it. I mean, we talk about the, the first Sophia Smith goal. I think maybe Terry McKeown can do a little bit more to, you know, make a tackle or make a decision. If you foul, I think maybe that's a learning, a learning lesson for her. And sort of, she's still sort of new to the defensive uh, to the defensive side of the game. And I think maybe if you're Mark Parsons, you say, Hey, it's okay. Take the foul, take the tackle. You know, maybe you'll get a yellow, maybe you won't. But in that situation, I think it's best just to go ahead. You either win the ball or you're going to take down Sophia Smith and save a potential opportunity. And I, and I think they probably all thought they had it covered on that first goal. Um, and then I, I do want to mention, I mean, just, I know I raved about, I already raved about Ashley Sanchez in this game, but the, the spirit goal, which I thought was maybe their best goal of the, of the day, uh, 
just a, a a ball, I believe, played by I forget who played the ball over the top, but it was sort of running out of play. And then Ashley Sanchez is probably the only person on that field dribbling it on the end line that said, hey, I can get to this ball and then I can lay it sort of side off the outside of my foot. I mean, you talk about just the the inventiveness of that. I mean, she is the only person on that field that saw that and lays it right off to Ashley Hatch uh, for the finish. I think the biggest thing about this game, I think I think this game could have turned differently. I think the biggest problem was uh, that particularly after they had wrestled the game back, got the tying goal, they then gave up the second goal to, in a, yeah, very quickly. Um, I think it was sort of a, uh, a breakdown of defense. You talk about the back pass. Uh, I think it's a misplayed back pass. That, that, I will say, was probably the worst goal. I think they did okay to cover it. Um, but again, Sophia Smith's sort of right there to finish it. Um, so maybe that was sort of the one defensive play. And I think that was really kind of the backbreaker. If I want to talk about where maybe they lost this game, um, obviously they do sort of then wrestle it back, get to two. But I think sort of the inability to kind of remain focused, um, to be present, uh, kind of hurt them in this game where they couldn't, where they uh, didn't really have the ability to keep themselves in it and not sort of have to be battling upstream. Um, battling upstream the entire time in this game. And I think eventually it kind of wears out. And I think it definitely wore out towards the second half. And that's why they gave up the the fourth goal. Um, again, you know, also want to mention uh, Ashley Sanchez's second goal, which is just a, a very nice place shot. Um, she's sort of right there in the box, place shot right into the upper corner. Um, and I think if they had, uh, did they, I think they went into halftime 2-2, right? I don't think the, the third goal didn't have. Correct. It was 2-1 at halftime. Ashley Sanchez scores in the 46th minute. Mm-hmm. Sophia Smith scores in the 47th minute. So it was 2-1 at halftime. Yeah, it was 2-1 at halftime. Um, again, then the fourth goal happens, and I think that was it. Again, a, a match, I think, between two highly highly skilled opponents. Maybe a little disappointing from the spirit side. They, of course, surrender first place. But I don't think you leave that game. I certainly didn't leave that game thinking, you know, oh, that was a really bad loss. They've kind of lost momentum. I left that game thinking these are two really, really good teams. You know, the Thorns capitalize on their opportunities. Sophia Smith had kind of another worldly type game. If they can, if they can figure out a way to maybe look at the tape and stop her, um, you know, this is a game potentially you're looking at maybe a preview of the, of the final, if things keep going this way and this team keeps playing this well, um, you know, you got to look to maybe figure out a way to stop her and to prevent her from getting those opportunities. Um, so I think out of this game, I'm hopeful that, um, Mark Parsons got some good uh, got some good tape out of it, and I think some learning experiences for two some of the some of the sort of young defense that we've talked about. Terry McEwen's been good. I don't think she had that strong of a game this week, and I think obviously with four goals, you can't really say that much. Football was really harsh on um, <laughs> on Aubrey Kingsbury. They, they they tend to be really harsh What's on they. Uh, Kingsbury, yeah, yeah, they haven't updated that. They haven't updated geez. that. Yeah, they're 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 bad about that sometimes. Um, wonder if Bolaños is still a forty two year old Costa Rican. I'm never gonna. I would never not get mad about that. Um, but yeah, but I, I think I think that was a little harsh on Kingsbury. I don't think any goal you could really call her fault. They were just really nice finishes. Um, you know, really off the turf, low shots, hard, uh, really difficult to deal with. So, um, yeah, let's, let's go talk, to national. Let's talk World, let's talk World Cup. Let's talk national team. So we, uh, the, the United Spirits are still in play here. Uh, not all of them, but most of them. Aubrey Kingsbury gets the call up. We found that one out ahead of time. That was leaked. Uh, I think it was the athletic that leaked it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was, but yeah, I think it was the athletic. Uh, and then also we found out subsequently when they did all of the extremely produced media rollout, that is the world cup roster selection. 
Uh, we also found out the Andy Sullivan was going to go to the World Cup. Ashley Sanchez is going to go to the World Cup. Trinity Rodman is going to go to the World Cup. And that's it. Yeah, no more. Uh, Ashley Hatch does not make the roster. There were a lot of there were a lot of angry tweets, sort of about who did make the roster and who who didn't make uh, uh, the roster. And I think that the you know it's not like a one for one replacement necessarily. But some people looked at uh, the fact that. You know, there's Alana was one of the younger players. Alana Thompson is the one I believe that is the one that is really driving people crazy. Uh, Alyssa Thompson mm-hmm. uh, is making people a little bit crazy because she's so young, but she also looks amazing playing on the field. But she's on a nine. And Vlatko said in the press conference after the roster is that I don't mind playing with a false nine. Trinity can play in the middle. Lynn can definitely play in the middle. Uh, that I've got plenty of cover as far as as that position goes. So yeah, I think. Ashley had a couple games where she had more chances than goals. She had a little of the old Kamara disease for a little for a couple games. She was scoring and then she stopped. Uh, and the the margins are just so thin on a on a on a national team this talented that you just have to give what you have to give the coach no reason not to take you. And I think that that was probably a part of it. It's just a it was a it was a hard choice. I'm glad for Andy who got was was on the bubble and got cut out last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's going to play. I think she's going to start, which is very cool. I think that's sort of the way that's, that that has turned out. I think Trinity is going to uh, do very, very well. I think she's going to show up on the world stage and really even raise her profile even more than it is now. Um, and uh, like to your point, I think Asha Sanchez would have a huge impact. I'm curious how much time she'll get to start. I think she's going to be a, a substitute role player but maybe you think differently well i think a lot of it's going to depend i think the the biggest thing coming into the story is what's what's rose lavelle's health what's her health going to be like i mean she is if you want to talk about a player who has as close to i think the similar style of play i think maybe rose is a little bit more direct than she is um but you talk about sort of the small attacking type midfielder that's basically what ashley sanchez does um so i almost think that it's going to depend on if rose is 100 healthy and ready to go um, I think you will see less of her. I think if there is any concerns about her health and they maybe want to keep Rose Lavelle, you know, away from some of the group games, they're, they're probably going to make it out of their group. I think their only really tough opponent is going to be the Netherlands. Obviously, they played in the final last time around. Um, you know, I think you maybe I think maybe she's going to get some looks against some some of the weaker opponents. Uh, and then, you know, again, also maybe some looks in, in the group stage and then maybe you hold Ro- Rose Lavelle because uh, she's still coming off injury. She was actually she was named to the lineup when it was looking like uh, maybe she would miss out um, and it would be a big loss, uh, a big loss for the team. I think you talked about versatility. I think that's that's sort of what that's sort of what let um, what sort of I think was the the death nail, so to speak, for Ashley Hatch's chances um, was that she is a target forward through through and through. She is a scorer. She's a poacher. She's a fox in the box. Um, her goal against uh, against Portland, I think, was a perfect uh, a perfect part of that. I do not think this is the end of her World Cup chances. She's still what twenty four, twenty five. She's she's still really young, I believe. Correct. I forget. I'll, I don't know the. I do not know her age actually. Yeah, to go look that up. We should be better as a podcast, but I, I know she's in knowing at knowing every player's age. I feel like is a slightly <laughs> outside of our 
outside of our remake. Oh, she's 28. She Ooh, is 28. 28. Okay, never so mind. that is it for her, probably. I maybe we'll see. Maybe she can make. Maybe she can squeeze herself into. Alex Morgan is the only player that gets to continue to play beyond sort of what her what your expectations were. Alex Morgan is how old? She's older, right? Yeah, well, she's 33. She's 30. She's 33. 30. So she would be. She would be about Alex Morgan's age in the next World Cup, having not played in the previous World Cup or any World Cup before that. So that would be really hard. But how uh, <laughs> we're playing this game now. Well, how old is this person? L- Lynn Williams. How old is she making her first World Cup appearance? Well, she is. May- maybe you maybe you also look at too. 30. She also also. I mean, there's the Olympics coming up. So maybe she gets a, a chance to display in there again. Women's soccer is a little different in that. You know, there's an, sort of another tournament that she can maybe make her role in. I mean, we have to think this is possibly Megan Rapinoe's last tournament. This is also then Alex Morgan's last tournament. So she is sort of, you know, if you're talking about players that eventually could step in. Um, and I think it's what we talked about with with um, with Vlaco and this team. It's a team of transition, um, and he's trying to keep some of the the old guard in Rapino, Ran, Morgan, and um, uh, uh, and Lavelle. Well, all and Kelly O'Hara as well, who also comes in, and also trying to integrate some of the younger talents um, on the roster. And I think next next Olympics is going to be interesting because I think you're going to see a lot of these players. This is going to be their last tournament, and then it's going to be. Who do you look forward to the Olympics? I think Ashley Hatch, I would put a pretty strong margin that she could be a good candidate to make that Olympic roster. Again, the Olympics are also different in that there are fewer players that you're allowed to bring um, on the Olympic roster than as opposed to the World Cup roster. And also we should maybe talk about how FIFA, I believe, has not extended the roster where I think if this were a 26 team roster like the Men's World Cup, I think she makes the roster. Um, Yeah. So. Yeah, so it'll see. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the players that we have in here. Um, I think Lynn Williams, I think, is certainly a deserved call up. I think she is somebody I think that could have a sneaky good, a sneaky good tournament as well. Um, obviously, Sophia Smith going to have. I think she she almost made her statement of like, I should be playing. Look how good I am, type of statement. Um, let, let's let's uh, let's do a little prediction. Let's talk, let's keep it spirit focused. We'll keep it spirit focused. Of the, we'll exclude Aubrey Kingsbury. She is probably the uh, the third choice keeper. She's gonna get a bagel bagel of minutes. <laughs> bagel of minutes. Who? Which which player of the Andy Sullivan, uh, Trini Rodman, Ashley Sanchez? Who do you think gets the most minutes? Andy gets the most minutes. Andy gets the most minutes. Mm. Mm, yeah, that's probably fair. Juliet isn't ready. Yeah, to play ninety, and I think that certainly on uh, multiple times in a, in a week. So I think it's by a mere fact of that Trinity benefits, of course, in a perverse way from the Mallory Swanson injury. I think she's the most ready-made like-for-like replacement for that spot. And, and Mallory had become the nails-on starter for the for the team in that position. So I think Trinity probably comes in second. I think Sanchez comes in third. Yeah. Man, I forgot. I almost forgot about Mallory Swanson. I was just checking to see because she's still she's still twenty five, so she'll she'll get another she'll get another World mm-hmm. Cup. Certainly, I think she will be a player I would watch for the Olympics next year as a player that could really make do some damage there. But yeah, the I, I, part, I'll, I'll agree it, with you, Andy. I think maybe Trinity could be in that could be in that conversation as well. I think I think Trinity would be the one player if she's playing really well and she is lighting it up and I think she would be a difficult player to to look to bench. Um by the way, fantastic article. I don't know what uh, what journal. I think it was I want to say it was like the Wall Street Journal that came out with this article. Um there was a, a feature on Trinity Rodman. A really interesting feature sort of talking about um you know when, when we when she was interviewed and uh and she was talked about, I think people brought up her uh yeah, it was the Wall Street Journal. Brought up her father Dennis Rodman 
And I think this article did a really good way of kind of, you know, and, and there was a lot of assumptions that because she has a famous basketball dad's father, that she is extremely well off uh, and extremely rich. And that it was absolutely not the case. And she's talked at length about how her, her father was really absent and it really impacted her financials. She was a scholarship player. Uh, she was a scholarship player. She, she, her parents could not afford the tens of thousands of her mom. I think she was a single mom, uh, could not afford the tens of thousands of dollars to play in a elite Academy. So, um, yeah, interesting story. Definitely worth a read. Go check it out. You can Google it and find it. Other good read. Uh, Jeff Kasuf did a piece in ESPN today about Michelle King's multi club strategy, uh, in her efforts to continue to grow that, uh, that team structure she wants to build. She apparently wants to own another team on another continent than the one she owns now. So look, guess of that, what you will. I think that there's a, I don't know where there's lots of other options for her. Um, that where like there's a established women's league that you'd want to invest in. I think France was good. Germany would be on the same continent. So that's not, <laughs> that's out. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that was like, you know, Maybe that was to be taken, not uh, literally, but just generally. Uh, I am, you know, I continue to hear about this sort of plan, like a, a city city group type of plan, Red Bull type of plan. And it's all about, you know, sharing of information, sharing of, you know, making money by uh, sort of streamlining your 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 operations and, and, and being efficient by allowing some group to, to service all clubs. And I guess cut down on headcount, I guess, but also allow for local local staff that know the teams. It, I just don't see it. I don't. I don't see this being a financial boon the way that it's sort of being cast out as. I don't see there being a great deal of benefit from consolidating ticket sale operations when you're across continents speaking different languages and different time zones. Uh, the the article speaks about sort of the 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 knowledge and research that's being generated at the spirit from a physical data perspective. That was a thing. Don Scott brought a new regime to, uh, you know, treat these players like women versus like men, uh, whatever the, the saying was that they, they've said a couple of times. And, uh, the, the article says, Oh, we'll, we'll be able to export that, uh, to other teams. Like we'll, we'll be able to like give, that's like a, you know, a business information system type of type of deal that they could do. Uh, I just, you know, I, there's there's a promise to not treat one team as the parent and the other teams as the feeder. There's a promise to not move players around uh, from team to team as needed. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I, I am very, very sort of skeptical on this whole thing as a thing that's a benefit to the spirit overall. I don't really see it ever. I, I don't know about that. It's it's a benefit that Michelle is the owner and it's a benefit that she sees things in an ambitious way. That's, that is only to their benefit. And the spirit players to a person have been unanimous in their support of the way that Michelle looks after their needs and, and addresses the concerns. I'm just call me somewhat skeptical about the overall benefit to the spirit from this larger project. We'll see. We've got some time before it actually comes to real fruition, but something to watch. Certainly it's, a, she's the most exciting owner in women's soccer in the, in the, in the world, by the way she's operating. So. It's crazy. Great. Again, it's still crazy to me to think like where, where we were, last year <laughs> and where we're and where we're heading and where we're ending up. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's an ambitious move. I think it's, it's something that not anyone else is doing. I think you, I think you talk about the reason city football group exists is because, well, there's a massive, uh, massive pile of money and it's state sponsored. 
and it's just very different. And so there is, there is a question of, you know, I know that Michelle King is, is, is a very wealthy person and certainly worth a lot of money. I didn't know she was this wealthy. Yeah, I know this is, this is, this is a little interesting is that, you know, I didn't think we all had her as this wealthy. I think there's some private equity money in this, in this conversation. There has to be because she, she, she's a multimillionaire. She's not a billionaire. And there she's talking about, financing and building multiple training facilities here and in Lyon just for, and those are non-revenue generating, right? So that's just an expense. That's a cost. Um, But I I don't know. I I, I don't care how it's happening, but it's, it seems like it's, it's not just from the pocket. Yeah. I mean, I think she's also, she's also testing the waters to see, you know, what, what else might be out there. There might be some investment that's willing to come in and also assist with this um and also you know ride this wave so to speak so i think she's trying to go out in a big way and try to to garner that investment i mean i would say of, of the sports that's incredibly undervalued incredibly underutilized and there's a lot of growth opportunity is women's women's sports and particularly women's soccer uh the us women's team i will say i i feel almost bad because i think i think a lot of the announcements we've seen you know, the messy announcement, obviously the, uh, you know, you talk about too, there's going to be a men's club world cup in the U S in 2025. There's going to be the Copa America in 2024. It almost feels like those tournaments have kind of overshadowed the women's world cup. And it's also not, it's being played here in the United States in a time zone that is not at all, uh, not at all amicable, um, in any, any, any stretch, any stretch or form. I mean, it's games are going to be on it. The final is going to be on at 3 a.m. Um, I mean, and so, you know, your most diehearded people are going to sit up and watch your casuals, your people that might watch, you know, when the women play or when there's a championship might not even watch that. Who knows? Like, I mean, I would even question myself waking up that early. I'm not a morning person at all, uh, but I will definitely try, try my best to be up for that game. So I think that's something um, that's something I think that's maybe being overshadowed, being overshadowed a little bit uh, by this uh, by. And, and I feel almost bad for it because I feel like I- I'm not sure. I think if the team is successful, I think there will still be a bump, but I'm not sure the World Cup, the bump that they got from the World Cup. And I think what's been talked about with NWSL is that they feel more prepared for it than ever. They feel more prepared to handle that type of bump. I'm just not so certain that there's going to be the bump that they think there's going to be. And I think a large part of that is going to be because the games and the time zones and all of that is not conducive to... Uh, gathering a lot of that casual audience and, and getting those fans into the door. I could be completely wrong, but that just feels that feels kind of where we're headed. Um, I, I don't know. I could be completely wrong. This team could absolutely light up. There could be 10 million people that watch at 3 a.m. for the final when they play. Um, but yeah. So I was doing a little Googling while we were talking, and uh, Michelle Kang owns Cognizante. That's where her money is from. She's the founder, CEO. That's a federal contractor. Uh, they may had a 236 million in revenue last year, which is good, but not, and that's not her money. Obviously she's running a 1700 employee organization that does federal contact, federal contracting. Um, so I'm still billionaire still feels it's not publicly traded. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'd love, you know, you know, they have like celebrity net worth. They don't have that for just like random business owners. Unfortunately, that's like not, she's not on the fortune. She's not on the fortune 500. So, or 100 or whatever, so that we won't know, but I don't know. That's not my business, but I just, I am very curious how she's just spending, spending, spending. I'm not sure how much, I don't know if the spirit is a profitable enterprise yet. I would wager to guess that they are not. Yeah, I would, I would say probably not. But again, I think, you know, what did MLS start out as? None of these teams, I would say none of these teams, there's any sort of profit 
going on here. And it's about finding, I think the biggest, the biggest problem is when we talk about all the failed leagues in, in the United States and women's soccer, it's, you know, the fact that the investors are willing to lose money to buoy and to keep the leagues going. And we, and in women's soccer, we've never, they've never had that. Anytime a league lost too much money, it was like, up, oh, lock it up. Didn't work out. Move on. You know, with MLS where they like lost millions and millions for years before they finally, you know, got the stadiums built, built up that longevity. And I think what we're seeing right now with NWSL as, as bad as sometimes it has gotten with everything that we've seen from this game, it feels like there is, there is sort of a corner that's being turned. Uh, and, you know, I think a big question is going to be, you know, when these teams start getting stadiums and their own facilities, when that starts getting built, we talk about KC building their own stadium, you know, will we see the spirit go out and do that? So. No, <laughs> not not for I not right now, but I would say who knows um, down the road in Virginia, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> definitely no room in D.C. Nope. All right. Um, I think that's going to do it uh, for this week of uh, Kindred Spirits. Again, uh, we'll see. The games are going to slow down a little bit. There's going to be some some Challenge Cup games we'll talk about. Well, obviously, we'll talk. We'll definitely talk a little bit about the World Cup. We'll try to review those games as best we can. Um, we'll see. We haven't really talked about a lot of our planning, I guess, for the World Cup, but we'll definitely do something. Yep, we have not. I'm not getting up at 3 a.m. to watch the soccer game. <laughs> I will. Not even the final. Well, so fortunately, two the two two of the games will be at 9 a.m. and I think we could still wake up at a reasonable hour to watch. The <laughs> well, the, the three yeah. the three a game of the group stages against Portugal. So I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm that's a W. I'm not saying that, but I, I think the games will be good again. Yes, the final the final is at. Uh, Sorry, the final is at 6 a.m. Three, I guess someone talk about 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Pacific time. 6 a.m. is not bad. Sucks, I can sucks wake to up be for them. That. I yeah, 6 a.m. I'm up, so that works. <laughs> See, there you go. What goes around comes around on Eastern and Standard Time and Pacific time. All That's right. right, you're right. We win. You win some, you lose some. Uh, so Spirit play on Saturday against Orlando Pride in what appears to be a league game. Is it? I thought. I thought. Right. I thought the next was. Uh, I'm pretty sure the next could be Challenge Cup, but it's Saturday against Orlando. I don't know the. Uh, which tournament it's in. It's very cheap, so maybe it's the maybe it's the Challenge Cup. Either way. No, it is a league uh, game. I You're right. It is a league game. I thought like they were just now going to like Challenge Cup, but yep, Saturday July. I first. predict a draw in this game. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go two two. Is that home? Is that home? Uh two one. Paige Matera, both goals. Let's go. Oh, all right. Here we go. Both <laughs> off headers. Both headers off corners, I'm sure. Exactly. Off the all set right. plays. All right. Let's hope for a W this week. Yep, absolutely. Let's hope for a W. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening. We will catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos. Vamos.